The third time was a charm as VGK eliminates the Dallas Stars to advance to the Stanley Cup Final. They'll take on the Florida Panthers with game number one set Saturday here in Las Vegas. We'll talk about the win. We'll talk about what's ahead coming up on Locked On Golden Knights. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. We come to you from Las Vegas after VGK disposes of the Dallas Stars. Las Vegas, the home of the Western Conference champion, Vegas Golden Knights. You can find us on Twitter at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G, at Lockdown VGK. We are on YouTube as well, Lockdown Golden Knights. Please subscribe there. We are looking awfully, awfully tight on today's show with these new graphics. And as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, we have a rundown of today's show, which is right over there somewhere. Okay. Um, With the game six recap, we'll talk about the team effort and Bruce Cassidy and the job that he has done is now he will be called South Bay Bruce. And then, of course, uh, the home and home uh, the two records against the Panthers this uh, past season. First of all, Chris, I know, you know, you've been around this team since season one, season ticket holder, and you've covered some of the games as a media member, and this means a lot to you and to the fan base. A lot of your good friends, I'm sure, are really excited about VGK, so let's celebrate them before we get into the nuts and bolts of this (laughs) series. Yeah, I mean, this is super exciting. And for me, you know, watching my son experience it, I think, and my daughter too, but, you know, Chris is definitely the one who takes to it more than Allie does. And it's really cool to see him experiencing it up close. And, you know, the way that uh, our followers have taken to supporting Chris when he comes on the show, whether he says the right or wrong thing, they definitely appreciate him coming on and stuff. And, you know, there's like, I do think about some of the friendships I've made and stuff. I mean, you and I, you know, if Vegas doesn't exist, I have no idea who the hell heck you are. Um, so, you know, <laughs> whoopsies, that's okay. We're in the Stanley Cup. I get one, I get one of those a year right there. Um, and just, you know, some of the other friendships, like I remember when Vegas first started as a team, uh, some of my coworkers, we created a little Facebook group that we all chat on and stuff like that, you know, and um, just the, you know, the, sharing drinks at the games and cheers and celebrating the goals and high five and my friends, Kevin and Christy behind me and, you know, all the people you get to know around us. It's just, uh, it's just so much fun and uh, it's cool to experience this, but uh, you know, this time we're not here just to be here. I felt like season one, we were cool about being here, but you know, it feels like the mission is not over yet. The golden Knights headed to the Stanley cup final. They defeat the Dallas stars six to nothing in game six. I have to first give a ton of credit to the fourth line for stepping up in this game uh, because Bruce Cassidy was all over them and he made it known in his last presser uh, yesterday, a couple of days ago. And uh, Cassidy started Nick Waz, the fourth line center in game number six after Cassidy was really disappointed with this team and their lack of uh, effort. And they weren't forechecking and doing all the right things in game number five in that loss. Uh, But they were buzzing early. And then, of course, uh, the big goals, William Carrier scores a goal, uh, Keegan Colasar, 
Uh, really good, strong on the forecheck. You picked Colasar. That's right. Yeah, you sure did. And uh, and yeah, no, they they played very well there. Um, and that one possession where Wah just would not let uh, the rookie Wyatt Thompson out of the zone, and then they create the turnover and the eventual goal. Two backhanded goals by Carrier. That's another sign that things were going just right for VGK. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, the fourth line definitely, um, we'll talk a little more about the depth of this team in the second segment, but, you know, the depth of the team is on display. And with the fourth team, fourth line clicking like this, you know, the fourth line is going to be heavily leaned upon for energy. And obviously, if they can put some pucks in the net and create some high danger chances, uh, you know, here comes uh, Matt Kachuk and uh, all the stuff that we've uh, seen him do as a member of the Calgary Flames, some very noteworthy scrums with Mark Andre Fleury and basically any uh, anyone wearing the opposition sweater, and he hasn't uh, stopped that uh, that sort of thing at all in the Stanley Cup playoffs as well. He's uh, going to be our new public enemy uh, number one in the fourth line. Their job is going to be to put him, him and the rest of the team in their place, and it's going to be a uh, going to be a lot of fun seeing uh, the Colasar slash Carrier Matt Kachuk battle. <laughs> also, the original Misfits stepping up, William Carlson. Couple of goals and an assist. Jonathan Marcheseau also had a goal in this game, and so for uh, Carlson now, he now has ten goals in the playoffs after fourteen in the regular season. Uh, don't get me started there. And then Marcheseau just uh, well, it was his ninth goal as he tied to Carlson, and I believe Stevenson has eight goals, so they're in quite a battle. Uh, but the one name that's missing is Jack Eichel who was not able to break through as far as scoring goals. He did ring the post uh, that one time. But, man, I got to tell you, he does so many other things uh, for this VGK team, and he's been very important on the ice. I was having a little up and back with uh, someone on YouTube. Again, the comments on YouTube, guys, they're definitely a little more, um, a little on the edgier side than than Twitter because we do get some, you know, opposition fans coming on there. They're good stuff. Every now and then it gets a little... Uh, awkward but the conversations for the most part are good and i think it was i don't know if it was a vgk follower or who i was going up back with but you know eichel needs to score goals he's put the put pay to put pucks in the nets and then you realize that you go back to his impact on the edmonton series just simply when he was on the ice was what 10 and 1 11 and 1 for the goal scored on the ice in five on five circumstances when eichel was on the ice and i don't know what that number was this series it probably wasn't as good but it was probably still a good number and I believe this is the 17th playoff game. I don't know if he was involved in the March or so goal as far as getting a point or not, but either way, it's 18 points in 17 games or 19 points in 17 playoff games. So, I mean, sure, Eichel's not scoring, but honestly, at a point-per-game clip in the playoffs, he's doing everything just fine. I've got to ask you a question. We are done, by the way, with ESPN's coverage, thankfully. So it'll be all TNT the rest of the way here in the cup final. Sean McDonough said that five of the six goals were scored by the bottom six. And that led to some sort of a debate that someone had said on Twitter that they listed the, they inverted the lines. That can't even be. No, five of the six goals were not scored by the bottom six. Okay. We got to get that straight. Well, because technically they're li- they've been listing. I think the Stone line is line three, and the Carlson line is line one. And I, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Like, like you said, I mean, we're done with ESPN. Like, besides Linda Cohen, it wasn't. 
eh, Emily Kaplan, like fine, whatever the announcers, like, like, like Subban, like you saw him, he, he's as fair weather of a fan as you're going to get. He was all of a sudden all over Vegas, uh, you know, in a positive way once the game was over, but you know, right. come on, you're the Dallas stars. It's our life on the line. Rah, rah, rah. Like, uh, get out of here. Go home. Send him uh, home. Def- Send him home. <laughs> the defense, uh, I think gave up like uh, 12 shots on goal. There was one portion of this game where VGK blocked seven consecutive shots for Dallas. So defensively, again, so fans are asking, okay, and it's a logical question, how come we didn't see this VGK team the last two games heading into game six? So games four and five, where was VGK? Where was this defense? And where was this jump and the speed, the speed that they exhibited in game six? They definitely just outraced the Dallas Stars. I don't think any team in the history of the Stanley Cup playoffs have gone 16 and 0. Um, I could be wrong. I definitely don't think anyone's ever gone 82 and 0 in the regular season last time I checked. And, you know, let's credit the Dallas Stars. Let's credit the Edmonton Oilers. Let's credit the Winnipeg Jets. It is not easy to qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs. It is not easy to advance through rounds. These are good teams, these are good franchises all capable. I mean, the Oilers capable, very capable of winning a Stanley Cup, as were the Dallas Stars. So they're going to win games. They're going to win games, and they're going to make adjustments. They're going to play desperate. And ESPN did have a good point uh, down the line in the third period of the game where, you know, sometimes the tank just goes empty. Two, you know, very emotional overtime wins with your life on the line, that takes a toll. Their last series against Seattle went seven games. That takes a toll. So maybe that's why Dallas ultimately slowed down. But, you know, VGK fans, yeah, sure, it would been nice to get the sweep and all that. And we definitely know about the sweat of the game six. I certainly understand that. But, you know, VGK reminded everyone just, you know, how good they can be when, you know, it's all clicking. And they, you know, pounded the crap out of Dallas basically two games this series. And then you had, you know, some close games that could have gone either way in overtime. So, you know, the real VGK did stand up in the end, just like they did in the first couple of games of the series. I do stand by my, by my comments about there being a relatively sizable talent gap in the two teams, but Dallas is still going to win games in the playoffs. And, you know, if it wasn't for the spectacular play of Aiden Hill, maybe we are going to a game seven. Who knows? Maybe we, were the, we would have been in yeah. the line, the ones uh, down three to two going into this game tonight if it wasn't for what Aiden Hill did. Okay, yeah, and then, of course, overtime games, hit and miss. You know, mm-hmm. you could just score in sudden death. I mean, either team could really score. It's a toss-up. It's 50-50. Right, it absolutely is. And uh, we saw the handshake line after the game. I think that uh, they had a couple of words there. I'm sure Jamie Benn probably apologized to Mark Stone. They although, had a smile. Again, yeah, they had a smile. Although, again, ESPN missed the moment entirely. They show, oh, rather than following Stone through the line, they absolutely missed it. We caught the tail end, and I think that's what the fans wanted uh, to see, some drama there. And then, of course, the trophy or the cup presentation of the Campbell Cup. And like I said, I'm a little bit superstitious myself, but, yeah, there's no way I would have touched the Campbell Cup after the the game. Uh, Mark Stone had mentioned that, Uh, The fellas that played on the team in year one, season one for VGK, they said they touched the cup and we saw the result and they lost. And so right before the game or maybe a couple of games ago, they said we win the Campbell Cup. 
We are not going to touch it. No one touched it. It was kind of funny. They just left it there on the ice. So there's two important things that need to be noted right now. Number one, yes, they didn't touch the cup where they did touch it in season one didn't work out. And number two, I just put the video out there. The Vegas Golden Knights are one and O in Stanley Cup finals games when why? I oh, I when you did why? the siren I saw at nice video. Arena. That's great. So, so you want them to, in, you know, to lose every game at home. Yes, yeah, Tony. I want them to lose every game and a reverse curse just like you. No, I, I'm just saying they didn't touch the bull. They have me crank the siren for at least one, maybe two of the games. We got this thing, folks. We got it. Give me a call. I'm open. Coming up next on today's show, uh, we will talk about the team effort and VGK's depth. And South Beach, did I call him South Bay earlier? <laughs> South Beach Bruce. Whatever. We'll see the return of that uh, tan. Man, that was like an instant tan when they went to Florida earlier this season. We'll get to all that, and we'll give him his props and his flowers. We'll return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Today's episode brought to you by a product that we use literally every day. It is AG1 by Athletic Greens. That's right, Athletic Greens. Maybe you're a lot like us, and you want to be healthy and eat healthy and eat well, but it's easier said than done, especially here with everyone on the move. And here in Las Vegas, and uh, there's no longer uh, that that is the case with AG1 with one delicious scoop of AG1 in a glass of water each day. You are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens that will help you start the day off on the right foot. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus and aging all of those things. It can be very hard. It can be very expensive to keep track of all of these multiple different supplements and vitamins, and uh, not to mention how hard it can be on your stomach as well. AG1 definitely co uh, will cost you less than $3 per day. You are investing in your health, and it is much cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and to arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and three free travel packs with your very uh, first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. We come to you from Las Vegas. It's an exciting night here in Vegas as the Golden Knights clinch the Western Conference and advance to the Stanley Cup final. And uh, I guess one of the reasons why VGK is here is because, again, we talked about the fourth line. We talked about the bottom six, whether they scored or not. It's another story. We talked about the misfits. And each and every night, Chris, the depth of this team has shown and different players have definitely risen to the occasion nearly every night for the VGK. That's been one of their keys to success. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, it is a complete. There's 18 skaters on the ice. You have 12 forwards, six defensemen, and you have your bottom six of those forwards. And Day one, Tony, one of our very first points that we were talking about is we'll go to the third line for a second here. 
what was going to be the impact of the third line. And that's the most challenging line for most franchises. And hmm. technically speaking, our third line has Mark Stone on it. Yeah. Just stop and think <laughs> about that for a second right there. It's like when the Blackhawks were, that was my former love, I guess you can call it. Um, Marion Hosa, I believe it was in the finals cup run, the, the, the Chicago Blackhawks had Marion Hosa was a third line winger and having that kind of depth that can contribute and, you know, do good things night in and night out. I mean, when things were at their worst during the regular season, the third line was in shambles for the most part, the fourth line, you know, they would never call the fourth line, the third line at any point for whatever reason. And you didn't really want to mess with the top two lines during the regular season. So, you know, the third line was a revolving door at times, as it is for most teams. But when, knock on wood, this team has been very healthy throughout the playoffs, we don't want that to change now. But having Mark Stone as your third line winger, that's pretty spectacular. And uh, Bruce Cassidy deserves a ton of credit with his team. I saw him after the game on ESPN, and he was just talking about when he came in here, he didn't really know any of the players, um, not familiar with them, not personally. Remember him and Jack Eichel, the conversation in Cape Cod last summer. He didn't know. He was stuck with a couple of coaches uh, that he was not familiar with uh, that were holdovers uh, from the previous regime with Pete DeBoer. And uh, coming into this series, again, he just his confidence, I think, is growing. I'd have to believe that after Boston let him go, I really do believe that he does have a chip on his shoulder. He might not always express it that way. I know when the reporters, uh, right before the game on Monday, when they said to him, uh, they quoted Pete DeBoer saying that um, DeBoer felt that Dallas is putting pressure on the Golden Knights. He got a little irritated, a little hot under the collar. He said, <laughs> you know, uh, no, it doesn't really matter to us. We're just concerned about ourselves and the game plan going in he said, we're not going to chase matchups. He said, we're going to forecheck the puck. They're going to play harder. That's exactly what they did. I think when um, when Cassidy just focuses on certain areas, I think the team responds. Yeah, so, I mean, going back to Cassidy here, I, I threw a little shade at the Bruins when they got knocked out. They were up 3-1 to one on the Florida Panthers, who obviously we're going to get to know a lot more about in the next uh, two and a half weeks or so. And I said Cassidy would not have allowed that Bruins team to not advance. And I know uh, we mentioned uh, people are keeping receipts for down the road. I know my Twitter feed would have absolutely blown the heck up had uh, you know Cassidy coughed up a 3-0 lead starting with Ian from uh, from Lockdown Bruins. I know he's got one for me, and it's fair whenever he gets his chance to, to fire that shot. And anyone else, I've been chirping a little bit about the success of Cassidy and the fact that the Bruins did turn their nose to him, and I'm glad that they did. Um, listen, Pete DeBoer, they talked a little bit about that on ESPN. If DeBoer you know, should have been fired, not, not should have been fired, you know, 500 injury, man games lost, blah, 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 blah. That story writes itself. I don't think Pete DeBoer would have had this same level of success. Long story longer. Um, Cassidy was the right man for the job. He needed a reset. He needed a reset. And it was good having some of those assistant coaches that know the players, know their strengths, their weaknesses, but also the right blend of Cassidy being able to come in and formulate his own opinions of players and different ways to, maximize the potential of the roster. That was always something that I was concerned with about Pete DeBoer not being able to 
get the po- highest level of potential out of the, the rookies and the vets and everything in between, whereas Cassidy, I think, has every player playing at their peak right now. We haven't always agreed with Cassidy. He was shuffling lines, I thought, too much, um, especially later on in the season. I think that that was one of the things that you and I talked about uh, repeatedly, uh, but he needed to work out a lot of kinks in his system. And I think the most important point to make about Cassidy is that the players bought into his system because, let's face it, there were and there are a lot of egos on this team still. You have players that come from other organizations. I think that they put those uh, personal issues and their egos aside. And I think that they came together as a team. I think they really grew, uh, Chris, as a team this season. Again, I have to credit. I know you want to credit McCrimmon like you usually do on the show. It was coming. It was coming, actually. Was that coming out? I know. uh, Sooner or later. It was coming right now. Literally, it was. I have, I was going, but let me stop you. Let's talk about Cassidy because he's coached this team. I think he's done a tremendous job with the VGK to get them uh, to this point. And he's been to a final before. Yeah, no doubt. And Cassidy, you know, he's learned a lot from that final. He had two chances to win the Stanley Cup. It might have been three. It was definitely two. They were up three to two in that one. I lost Tony for a second. We'll get him back, though. We'll get Tony back some way, somehow. Um, but Cassidy certainly has taken something from that Stanley Cup final. And, you know, he's going to use that to uh, help get the Golden Knights. There you go, Tony. I see you now. It'll, we'll find a way to uh, take what he learned in losing to the Blues and Petrangelo and find a way to make a positive out of it. And, what I was going to say about McCrimmon as a compliment to Cassidy was McCrimmon and and um, uh, McPhee have done a very good job at finding the right character players to bring in. They've been targeting former captains, Stanley Cup pedigree, um, Jack Eichel. I mean, listen, there was that was a risk, and McCrimmon obviously is going to get a pass now because uh, that's what he tied his basically VGK career to, and and McPhee to. A, to an extent, but, you know, people did question Eichel's character, how he was going to be in the locker room, this locker room cancer. Oh my God. Our, everyone was chirping us from Buffalo, you know, for the first six months after that trade got made. And even at the start of the season, well, I got news for you folks. Jack Eichel is a pretty good character guy in the VGK organization. And um, he's going to the Stanley cup final. He wasn't going to do that in Buffalo. He wasn't. Coming up next on the show, we'll talk about uh, the Panthers. Of course, it's a big week ahead. They'll play on Saturday. Uh, We'll do a crossover with uh, Locked On Panthers later in this week, probably on Friday. And uh, we've got a big week ahead, big week planned. It's the Cup Final. It's VGK and the Panthers from Florida. We'll return with more right after this on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Hey, we remind you that each and every Friday we have WTF. That's what the Friday. We might have to move that to Thursday this week. Who knows? But we are going to have a good time. And we are going to get into all of your, your fan <laughs> comments and such. And, man, my Twitter feed. Uh, my Twitter feed I'm is sorry. at Tony, I'm sorry. At Tony I'm Dasco. Sorry. Yours is at TD Chris G. And thanks for getting the fans riled up again to kind of give me, you know, a lot more sauce. Um, it's always fun when hashtag Vegas Bjorn, and now they're starting to call Carlson Vegas Bjorn. Uh, 
which is even funnier because that's the nickname I had for him going back to season one. Uh, what are you but- going to do, Tony, if you, they show – I'm going to interrupt you one second. What are you going to do, Tony, if they show, like in warm-ups, Carlson skating around, standing in front of someone on the glass with the Sciences Vegas Bjorn? What are you going to do, Tony? Tell me. Is that the highlight of your career right there, if that I, happens? I might have to run to the arena and hit the glass because it's so annoying. <laughs> what do you say? Uh, okay, so we do have this uh, Stanley Cup matchup, VGK. Okay. And the Stanley Cup final for the second time in six years, which is pretty incredible. Their um, first six years. First. First. In the initial six years of the organization. And uh, so, again, this series, uh, Florida gets into the playoffs for fans that haven't followed this journey. Um, the final day of the season when you're, you could blame your your Chicago Blackhawks for beating the Pittsburgh Penguins, knocking them out of the playoffs, and the Panthers get in. And then, of course, the Magic, and what a run that they have had, uh, starting with beating Boston and then eliminating uh, the team with the second most points, right, in Carolina um, there in the last series and blanking them and sweeping um, Carolina. So this is not going to be an easy series coast to coast. I just want to start things off for this big week with, you know, Florida, by the time they play VGK, they will have had 10 days of rest. And VGK has four days of rest uh, coming up into that uh, first game. Florida has to travel here. Again, it's coast to coast. I don't know if that's going to be a factor or not. Uh, But here was a team in Florida that was red hot. And they were playing perhaps over their heads. I mean, some might say um, because they weren't expected to be there. They just were in a groove and puck luck and every other sort of luck was on their side. So is it going to be beneficial for Florida to have that much time off to heal? Or did they lose a lot of their mojo and momentum? Um, I'll start by crediting Florida. I think Florida needs a ton of credit for getting this far. Bobrowski is playing on just a whole nother planet we're watching a potential best case scenario best performance ever in a uh playoff in a, in a stanley cup playoffs in Dabrowski right now hopefully we can slow that down a little bit matt kachuk is uh an absolute gem of a pickup for the uh, florida panthers and he's just he's money he is just money at what he does uh, back to your question it's a long layoff. I mean, 10 days, that's longer than the all-star break. That's longer than anything that you've seen. I think the the NHL tried to take off like two weeks during COVID to catch up games, but there was games rescheduled and stuff. That's the only stoppage, the only scheduled stoppage I recall in recent memory. So I think Florida is going to come out a little sluggish in that first period. Any team, this is a knock on Florida. It's just the reality of the fact that you have that long without, you know, putting your 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 jersey on your your game day jersey on, playing a game day speed, VGK has a real good opportunity to come out and set the tone, set the pace for the first period, and maybe even get spotted a goal or two lead, and then hopefully they can obviously find a way to um, capitalize on that. But the series is going to slow down; it's going to get muddy in the neutral zone. Florida's done a very good job at doing that to some of the best teams in the league as far as, uh, you know, Carolina and Toronto and Boston are concerned. And we have seen Vegas struggle when teams are able to slow us down through the neutral zone. But 
like in Edmonton and Dallas, VGK also bought into the fact that they got a chip and chase. And uh, for my uh, hockey card followers, they have to, uh, here we go. I got this right here. This is a little inside joke, but uh, they have to hustle, hit, and never quits. They got to hustle, hit, and never quit. I busted out the uh, HHNQ for my uh, hockey followers there. You're going to love that when you guys see this. Um, But yeah, get the pucks deep. Same thing against Dallas. Get the pucks deep, wear out their defensemen, make them not as willing to go into the corners. And this is where obviously the the, the Keegan Colasar line is key into that, right, Tony? Oh, man. Uh, two things I thought would never occur in the same game. A oh. carrier, a carrier, uh, the backhanded goal. I didn't have that on the bingo card, along with the Colasar goal in the same game. Never would have thought that. Uh, but uh, the season series was split, right, at one apiece? Yeah, it was split at one apiece. Uh, January 12th, uh, they matched up at T-Mobile Arena. Oddly enough, the game where Mark Stone goes out and doesn't come back until game one of the playoffs. And obviously everyone's going to have what they want to say about that. But the Mark reality Stowe. is that Mark happened. Stowe. And yeah, exactly. And then um, the second time, they, and there was a 4-2 victory Vegas. Um, then I believe they lost 2-1 to one in Florida. It's just a weird game, right? They It was the first game of the road trip. BGK was really hot going into it. And one of those games when you kind of thought that could happen again credit florida for playing a really good game don't take anything away from them but you kind of felt that coming so you're not gonna there's not a whole lot to take away from those two games um you know they definitely got different versions of each other certainly of egk players on the shelf i can't even tell you what the goalie situation was for either of those games but um hopefully uh Aiden wasn't, Hill, it spencer, right? wasn't it spencer knight there I can't recall, and we'll have everything. It, it could have been. It could have been. If I was better at this job, I would have all the information, but I'm not, so I don't. You actually call this a job. VGK is favored in the series. Sure uh, the opening line was minus 130 uh, for wow. the Vegas Golden Knights, plus 110 take back on the other side on the Florida. Dallas Panthers. line, same thing. Yeah, same thing, right? But there are so many twists and turns with the betting lines, and I have to be more consistent with my selections. Uh, and one of the keys. No, you don't. No, you don't. One Just of do the what you're doing, Tony. The fans love me for going going against the grain here with my picks. Uh, one of the biggest differences before we get out of here. Uh, again, heading into Game Six against Dallas for the VGK. Cassidy said that they needed to win the slot battles on both yeah. sides, on both ends, and they did exactly that. This Look is a stronger team that they're going to play, right? In the Florida Much Panthers, stronger. that'll definitely push them out of the slot. Stronger, scrappier. Um, I don't know the defenseman, but dude looks like a friggin' lumberjack, and he's been out there ragdolling players. Uh, again, if I was better at my job, I'd know who he is. Um, but he's been out there just ragdolling players right out of the slot and punishing players and making you think twice about going there. And you mentioned the betting lines, Tony. Um, game five, VGK was a pretty sizable chalk. The public lined up to support the Vegas Golden Knights on Saturday at T-Mobile Arena to a tune of minus 160 or something like that. Uh-huh. Tonight, or well, last night. Tonight, no, it's tonight, okay. You're watching yeah, the show, yeah, yeah. okay. It's a special late show, got it. Um, right. The public was, it, it was about 60-40 on the Dallas Stars. Vegas was a 105-110 favorite, depending on when you got it. So same thing, folks. I'll remind you all the time. The American betting public did not build the American betting public on successful bets did not build all these beautiful and glamorous sports books around town. And, you know, the betting line kind of showed, uh, you know, what was going to happen in these last two games. And, you know, 
the American public lost uh, lost big money the last two games. I made a couple bucks tonight, though, so I'm, I'm feeling good about that. It's going to be a very big week heading to game number one. Hopefully there's some more festivities around town. Uh, let's oh, hope yeah. that they don't put panic at the disco in the Bellagio fountain where they get drenched again. They <laughs> they turned on the fountains when they were in there performing. I'll never forget that in year one. Uh, but there will be a lot of uh, fun other activities and festivities uh, around uh, the Stanley Cup. This is a big, big deal. And uh, we'll get into more uh, tomorrow, the next few days, leading up to game number one on Saturday. We thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate our everydayers, the folks that tune in each and every day. Thanks so much for checking in on our social media. We really do <laughs> enjoy the exchanges. It's so much fun. It really is. And it's uh, only for, get more fun. <laughs> for my man, Chris Golick. Oh, yeah. Uh, are the Sharks now going to um, attach themselves to the Panthers? bandwagon that tilts me more than than william carlson tilts you okay from yes, a man they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna and then next season they're gonna they're gonna be on the bandwagon of every team the golden knight golden knights play for chris gallick i'm yes. tony cardasco so long for now we'll see you tomorrow right here on lockdown golden knights take care